morning to everyone. We say good morning to those of the household of faith. We say good morning to those that are online community. We just so bless the Lord for who he is and what he means to us. And God has a word for us this morning. And I want to say this. When you hear the title, uh, don't say, well, I've heard that before. I'm going to flip the channels and we're going to move on. But God has a word for for the church, for the body of Christ today. And it's so imperative that we heed and hear what the Lord has to say. Amen. I'm going to ask you to go to Isaiah chapter number 60. I'm going to ask you to go to uh, chapter 60 in the book of Isaiah. Our topic this morning is be ready. It's be ready. Remember I said that don't flip the station because or uh, go on to the next place because you think that, okay, we know about being ready, that Christ is coming back. But this is not what the Lord is saying for the body of Christ today. And once we see, we all have a, a purpose and a role to play. And, and it's important, it's very important that we be ready. All right? Heavenly Father, have your way. Move in this place control allow me to decrease and you would increase we ask holy spirit that you will come forth and you will be the teacher as you always have been and you ask lord god to just move in a mighty way in jesus name amen and amen all right going to the book of isaiah chapter number 60 and we're going to begin reading at the very first verse isaiah chapter number 60 verse number one it says Arise, shine, for thy light is come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. Now, when we begin to look at what God is saying to the body of Christ, because he's speaking to every believer, he's speaking to the church, he's telling us that we need to Arise. We need to arise. It, uh, we understand that it, it appears that like the church is in a place of complacency. It's almost like the church do not fully know and understand or the believer understand their role that God has for them to play right now, even prior to the end time. But I'm not going to talk about the end time. We're going to talk about right now what the body of Christ needs to do, what every believer needs to do. The first thing God says in in Isaiah chapter number 60, the first thing he says is to arise, arise. Arise means or it gives gives an indication of movement. We need to, the body needs to, to rise up, to stand up, to get up. And to wake up. The church right now is in a spirit or in a state of slumberness. Can I get an amen? The body of Christ, the church, we are inattentive to our walk with God. We're lazy about our spiritual development. We're lazy. We're lazy. Can we say that again? The body is lazy. 
in our own spiritual development, they expect, they expect that when they go into the house of worship, uh, when they go into a place of fellowship, they expect, and it's true that the, that the leader should feed them, but there is a responsibility to every believer to study, to show themselves approved. Can I get an amen? Because when you stand before the Lord, you can't say, well, the preacher didn't tell me this, or the preacher didn't tell me that. But what the Lord is saying, you have a responsibility for your own spiritual development. Some will say, well, you know, I'm not growing spiritually. Why? Why are we not growing spiritually? Why are we not growing spiritually? God says, There is a slacking in our discipline of prayer and Bible reading. There's a slackness. A slackness. A slackness in our prayer life and our study of the Word of God. If If we did a poll, if we did a poll, Among the believers, how many of us can say that we are so intimate with God that that we are praying for all types of situations and circumstance, that we do have a prayer life? Do we have a prayer life? Or is it just one of them Sunday morning prayer lives? Do, 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 do Do we study? Do we study the word of God. I'm not talking about reading it off the pages. But do we not study what God's word is saying so that when we go into battle, the Holy Spirit will bring up what's on the inside of us and we'll know how to fight the enemy. Do we study the word of God? Do, do we take time to labor before God in his word? Do we set aside the time with God? Do we, set, do we have a designated time where we sit down and we study the Word of God? Or is it when we get up in the morning, we wash our face, we brush our teeth, and the only thing that's on our mind is getting to the job? Tight, but it's right. It's tight, but it's right. We've got to be ready, and I'm going to show you why we have to be ready. It's so imperative. I, I said this week, and I said, I've been fighting so many little demons. I've been fighting so many little demons, and it's, it's just a distraction because there are bigger demons that we have to fight. Much bigger. But if we are tied down with the little foxes, what are we going to do? I, 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 laid, I laid down, and I was completely. Anybody complain before God besides me? Okay, church folk. I said to the Lord, I said, Lord, I'm tired. I said, God, I'm tired. I'm tired. And the Lord said, if you can't run with the footman, how do you think you're going to run with the horseman? In other words, he was saying that if, if this is wearing you out, you can't run with the big boys. 
God ever talk to y'all like that? Oh Lord, help! <laughs> so y'all, 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 y'all got it all going on, right? So that means y'all can teach me something, right? Amen. So, so y'all don't never complain any time, amen, when you're going through. But God says, now listen, he said, brother, if you can't, you can't deal with these little, little, the footmen, you can't, you can only go so, so fast. He said, there's no way you can run. You can gallop. You can't run with the horsemen. So he says, get up and stop complaining. And I said, Lord, thank you. He gave me a nice little whipping, brother. He gave me a whipping. He gave me one. And I received it. I received it. And then I had to laugh at myself. I had to laugh at myself. So the next thing God is saying, he says now, he said not only does the body of Christ need to get up, need to arise, need to stand up, because, you know, if we don't stand up, we will fall for anything. But he says the next thing we need to do is the body of Christ, we need to shine. You're looking at that Isaiah chapter uh, 60, verse 1. He says we need to shine. And to shine means to break through the darkness. We should be able to penetrate through the darkness. The body of Christ needs to be illuminated. We need to be on display, be bright, to glitter. I'm talking about the body of Christ. This is what he says. He said, you got to be ready. He said, you got to, be, you got to glitter. You got to shine. And he said, the reason why is it's time for the church to draw attention to itself. And when it draws attention to itself, it's going to be drawing attention to God. He says now, you got to shine. Now, let's go. Let's go to Matthew. Matthew. Minister Tom dealt with this on, <laughs> on, on, on Wednesday. And I got tickled. Because I, I just I said, Lord, he's going to go where you told me to go. But that's okay. It's just confirmation to his word. Matthew's chapter number five. And the first thing we want to look at is looking at reading. We're going to read verse number one and verse number two in the book of St. Matthew. Now, verse number one in St. Matthew says, Christ is speaking. He says, and seeing the multitude, he went up into a mountain and when he was set, his disciples came unto him. Most people think that, that in, in here, they're thinking that he's going to be speaking to the multitude, but he's not. He is speaking to the disciples. Disciples are learners of the way. Disciples. Now, let's do verse number two. Verse number two in St. Matthew, chapter number five. Verse number two says, and he opened his mouth and he taught them. Now, the them are the disciples. That's who he was teaching. He, he began to teach them because most believers do not know who they are and what their purposes are when it comes down to the house of God or our witness that we're supposed to be going forth and do. Now, he says this now. This is what he says. We're going to verse number 13. Verse number 13 in St. Matthew chapter number 5. Verse number 13 says this. This is what he says. He says, ye, don't take this down. He says, ye. In other words, this is who the believer is. 
Ye are the what? The salt of the earth. But if the salt have lost his savor, wherewith it shall be salted, it is this for good for nothing but to be cast out and to be trodden underfoot of men. So the believer, the body of Christ, we are the salt of the earth. This is who we are. We are the salt. We got to remember who we are. Now, what is salt? What is the purpose of salt? See, salt is an agent of change. Y'all remember that Wednesday? The salt is an agent of change. We are, as the salt, we are a sphere of influence. Let me tell you what salt does. This is who we are. This is who we are. This is the believers. Salt stops the moral decay of our sin-infected world. See, we are the ones that stop the moral decay of this sin-infected world. All right? We are preservers. This is who we are as a believer, as the body of Christ. This is why he said you got to be ready. See, once you know who you are, an agent of change, go to one of those restaurants where they, they just serve you bland food. You can tell the difference. But you put a little salt, a little season on there, it, it changes it all together. So as believers, when we show up in this sin, moral, decay world, when we infiltrate and we penetrate that darkness, we become the agents of change. Do we not know that's who we are? We are agents of change. When you show up on the scene, when I show up on the scene, when every believer show up on the, up on the scene, we change things. Y'all didn't think you had that kind of power, did you? You didn't think you had that kind of power. But you do because Christ says, you are, this is, he say, this is who you are. You are this. You are the salt. You're the one that brings about changes in this world. But it say, if the salt then lost its savor. In other words, you, 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 you don't change nothing anymore because you just like the world. Mm-mm. That's not who you are. You got to know who you are. You're an agent changer, all right? You are an agent changer. Now, let's go, now let's go, let's go to the book of Colossians, all right? Colossians chapter number 4. Colossians chapter number 4. And we're going to read verse number 6. Verse number 6 says, Let your speech, conversation, be always with grace. Look at that next word. Seasoned with salt. That ye may know how ye ought to answer every man. As believers... We should be seasoned by now. Listen, if you were saved yesterday, you should be seasoned. See, you can tell a seasoned believer and a non-seasoned believer. A seasoned believer is not one that is moved by every wind of doctrine. But a non-seasoned believer, they, they get caught up in anything. They believe whatever anybody says. Any kind of gimmick they come with. 
what gimmick they come with. And in today's society, in order to get people into the Ephesus, to, to this building, they got all kind of gimmicks. Y'all know, because some of us been there sometimes. Amen. They give you, well, I, I shared this too. I'm going to give you some, if you come on, I'm going uh, to pay your bill for you. If you put your last, um, your last penny in the offering pan, God going to bless you. And once God bless you, oh, yeah, come on up. Here, here here's a gift card, or, or I'm going to pay your mortgage payment, or I'm going to do something. Well, you know, if you want those that they've called out and you get that card, what you going to do? You're going to go back and you're going to tell all your friends, come on over here, come on over here. I thought it was supposed to be the gospel, and I thought it was supposed to be Jesus Christ was supposed to draw people, not the gimmicks that they come up with. They come up with gimmicks in order to get people. But listen, it's about your soul. Because I don't care how many cars or whatever you get, you can meet death right outside the door. But it's all kinds of gimmicks. So those young believers, those, those people are listening for it. Oh, Holy Spirit, I hear you. Itching ears. Telling you what you want to hear. Telling you. Oh, you can live any kind of way and you'll die and go to heaven. The devil is a lie. Can we be real? Amen. But it's time now. God say it is time that we, our speech, our conversation, be full of grace. Unmerited favor. Grace. Be full of grace. Full of grace. Then he says the reason why our speech has to change, uh, and as we become that agent of change, you have to be able to know how to answer everyone. Now, listen, everybody don't know how to answer people. Yet be careful who you take your counsel from. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for that. Because some folk can tell you anything. They will beat you down with words. You can take this book here and you can beat people down. God said, let your speech. Yeah, I'm going to remind you of your sin, but I'm also going to remind you that God loves you. So as believers, we have to make sure our, our conversations that we hold with others, that we've got to be able to share with them about our hope. Why do you want to live for Christ? I mean, why do you want to be saved? Well, what's the whole purpose? You have to be ready. God says you've got to be ready to give everyone an answer about the hope. With everything going on, we should still, as a believer, have hope. We should have hope. We should know, okay, my God is going to take care of me. How, how do I know? Because he speaks to us and he let us know what we need to do and what not to do. He gives us hope. We should be able. How, how did you manage to get through that? It was because I believed in the almighty God. Seasoned. Seasoned. You've got to be seasoned. Seasoned. Be ready to give someone the right answer. Be ready. You've got to be seasoned. Now, the next thing he wants us to do is go to, let's go to 1 Peter. 1 Peter chapter number 3. Let's go to 1 Peter chapter number 3. We won't be in the way a long time. First Peter chapter number three. It says this, but sanctify the Lord God in your hearts. 
and be ready always to give an answer to every man that asketh you a reason of the hope that is in you. And look how he tells us to do it. With meekness and fear. Fear meaning reverence. You do it in meekness. That's why the Bible says when you find a brother uh, that's overtaken in a fault, he says, ye that are spiritual. He designates ye that are spiritual. You restore that brother with meekness. He didn't say anybody could do it. He said, ye that are spiritual. But we have to be, be able and be ready. We have to be ready to speak and share with others about why we feel the way we feel. You've you got to have an answer, and there's a reason for that. You have to have an answer. Because let me tell you something. There's going to come a multitude of people. And we're going to get there. You, there's going to come a multitude of people, and they're going to want to know about this God that you serve and why you feel the way you do. And you've got to be able to share. You've got to be able to give them an answer. All right? Now, let's go now. Let's go to uh, back to Isaiah. Isaiah chapter number 60. We won't be before you long. Isaiah chapter number 60. And looking at verse number 2. Looking at verse number 2. Isaiah chapter 60, verse number 2. Now, this is what it says. It says, For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth. Gross darkness, the people. But the Lord shall arise upon thee, and his glory shall be seen where? Upon thee, you know, upon every believer. You remember we said at the very beginning, he said, be ready. He said, be ready. All right. When he's saying, he says, be ready now, he says, he began to talk about darkness shall cover the earth. Now listen, let's define and let's describe what darkness is. Darkness is the absence of light. Darkness is misery. Darkness is destruction. Darkness is death. Darkness is ignorance. Got a lot of that going on, right? Darkness is sorrow. Darkness is wickedness. Darkness is confusion. Do we not think our world is not confused today? I mean, they're covered with darkness. But let me show you something else it says here now. It says, behold, the darkness shall cover the earth. And then he says this, and gross darkness the people. Gross darkness the people. Behold. Talking about the darkness is going to cover the earth. Then he says, gross darkness to people. Now, there's a difference there. Now, gross darkness, gross darkness, it is, in the, in the Hebrew, the, uh, Raphael, it means the preventing of light from getting to you. Gross darkness. In other words, they will try to keep and make sure that you do not hear the gospel. He says, in this day and time, this is why we got to be ready. Because of the condition of the minds of the people. 
they're going to be in darkness. So the believer has to be ready to be able to give a word. You got to be ready because of the ignorant darkness, <laughs> confusion, darkness. All these things will be taking place. And gross darkness, it will not be able to, to uh, penetrate or prevent the light from getting to you. In other words, it's like this. No matter how much you witness the folk, it seems like they don't get it. No matter how much you tell people what's going to happen, you know, if you keep going down this path, it's just like they got a blockage. Anybody been around them folk? Thank you, sister. Amen. That no matter what you're trying to tell them. See, their mindset, they're in gross darkness. And, and because of that, it, it prevents them from being able to receive the light. The, the light is to Jesus Christ himself. Jesus tells we are the light of the world. Then he, he goes on prior to that. He's talking about he himself is the light. People don't want to hear about Jesus Christ anymore. They think it's a fairy tale. But it is the, the duty of the believer to be ready to give them an answer. We see darkness all around us. I'm not talking about a physical darkness, but I'm talking about somebody that's operating totally oblivious to, to understanding that, the, that things is going to happen in this world. Oftentimes I try to share information that I receive with other people. Like I tried to the other day and they was talking about how this person, a young person, was in the hospital, very young. And I began to question them about different things. Did they have cancer before? Uh, did it increase afterwards? And uh, have you heard about this research? Have you heard about this, in new, this new information? Have you heard about some things they have told us that's true? And it was like, no big deal. If, if someone has an antidote to what you have, would it not make sense for you to find out about that antidote and take that antidote? But some people refuses to hear or receive the antidote. The, the, listen, the best medicine we can have right now is Jesus Christ himself. It is the master himself. And he will lead us. He will guide us. He will teach us the path that we need to take. He's the best antidote you can have. You don't want to be one of those where, where, the, where the light can't penetrate you because you're in so much gross darkness, confusion. Right now, so many people are so confused about who they are. Believers are confused about who they are and who their father. The Bible says you can't serve two masters. You're going to love the one and you're going to hate the other. But we're caught up in trying to serve two masters and think we're not going to be, I don't want to say that word, messed up. I'm going to use that word, messed up. <laughs> but we got to understand we can't serve two masters. Not in this day and time. You, you don't know what's real and what's not real. You, you, know, you believe everything the government say. Come on. Believe everything. This is what the, this is what the no if you, look, if you look at those leaders, one day they may have green hair, one day they might have blue hair. 
I'm not saying they live out here in the world and getting changed. You can look at some of those leaders there. You can look at those leaders and, excuse me, but tell me, if I'm walking to the podium, I'm walking to the podium, right? I'm supposed to be going to the podium. How is it? This is where I'm supposed to be, but I'm going to end up here, and then I'm going to walk off the stage. That can't be real. It's not real. Some of those people that we see, even down to the president, they got, they got some other folk, you know, representing them. That's not the real one, you see. You got to know. You have to know. You, you, okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. You got to know. You, got, you, you, have, you have to know. You have to know. God's glory in this end time. In the midst of all of this darkness, his glory is going to fill the earth. And his glory is going to rest on every believer. His glory is going to rest upon every believer. You're going to have the answer. You'll have the answer. Now, all right. Looking at verse number three. Verse number three. Now, before we go to, go to uh, verse number three, let's go to Isaiah chapter number 42, Isaiah 42, Isaiah chapter 42, and we're going to look at verse number 16. You see, in the midst of what we see and all the darkness that's around us, all the confusion, all all the ignorance that's around us, God is saying to us, do not be discouraged. A lot of times we look out and we see things and we see the way the world is and the way people are and we become discouraged. God said, no, no, no. Don't become discouraged by what you see. Don't become discouraged by what, what you see. Now, Isaiah chapter number 42, verse number 16 says this. He says, this is what the Lord is saying. He says, and I will bring the blind by a way that they knew not. Because if you're not a believer, you're blind. But here he's saying, this is what he's going to do. He says, I will lead them in paths that they have not known. I, look at this next thing he says. I will make darkness light before them and crooked things straight. These things will I do unto them and not forsake them. So, so the Lord said, don't be discouraged about what you see. Because he says he's going to bring light out of darkness. That's, well, that's impossible. You know it's not. You know why it's not? Look at you and I. Weren't we once in darkness? Those that profess the name of Jesus Christ. Y'all know where we came from. Don't, don't sit there and act like we got it all going on. We ain't got it all going on. We didn't have it all going on. God brought the light out of us. We were in darkness. He brought the light up out of us. That's what the Word says. That's what he's good at doing. So don't be discouraged by what you see. You got a loved one. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You got a loved one and they still operate in darkness. God said, don't worry about it. He said, he going to handle it. He's going to take care of it. You keep your peace. You keep your peace. They're just in gross darkness. Their mind messed up. But, but don't be discouraged. 
Because that very person that, that, that's in gross darkness, you might be the very one that has to, in fact, you are the very one that has that word of hope to give them that would change their life. Because once you understand who you are, hey, baby, I'm an agent of change. See, that's a, you got to have that kind of attitude. I am an agent of change. I am the salt is what the Bible says. If you don't know that, heaven help us. Because that's why the world is in a condition the way it is, because believers don't know who they are. We are agents of change. You got to be ready. You got to have a word in you. All right. Now, watch this. Let's, let's go back. Let's go back now. Let's go back to Isaiah chapter number 60. We're almost done. We're almost done. Isaiah chapter number 60. We all, we're almost finished. Isaiah chapter number 60. All right, this is why. You got to be ready. You got to be ready. Now, verse number 3 says, And the Gentiles, see, that word Gentiles, that means heathens. And the heathens shall come where? To whose light? Your light. You remember your agent of train change? You remember God told us you, it's time for the church to glitter. It's time for the church to shine. It, it, it's just like a lighthouse. When you, when you got that lighthouse out there and that light is shining, that person that's lost out on the sea, they can follow that light. They can see that light in the lighthouse, and it, and it will come to them. See, you got to let your light shine because those heathens out there, they're going to come to your light. They're going to come to your light. They're going to be drawn to the light that's within you. It is the God that is in you. It's not about you. It's about the God that's in you. And those people will come to you. That will come a time, and that time is coming. I give you a word of prophecy. That time is coming where those people, the heathen, they're going to be drawn to your light. I don't know about y'all. Y'all remember 9-11? I was on my job during the time of 9-11. And I was among some heathens. I was among some heathens that worked for me. And when things began to happen, whether it's real or whether it's not real, when things began to happen, those very heathens came up to me and said, "Uh, I need to ask you a question. I said, what is it? Uh, Is this this the end of the world? Is this it? Is, 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 is this it? See, they know where to go. They're not stupid now. See, that's why you got to let your light shine. They, I mean, the one, one lady, she, just, she would drive me up the wall. Just as heathen as, as she can be, just total against God as she could be. But was the very first one that opened her mouth and said, is this it? See, the heathens is going to come to your light. That's why you got to let it shine. He says now, it says, and kings to the brightness of thy rising. Now you look at that word kings. It says to your brightness, you know, your, your brightness, kings. Do you not know the Bible says in the book of Revelation that we are kings and priests? So there are going to be some believers that's going to come to your light. Going to be drawn to your light. 
Because your light is going to be shining. It's, I mean bright. Bright. This is why we got to be ready to give an answer. Because your light is shining bright and people are going to be drawn to your light. God help me, Holy Spirit. And then verse number four says this. Verse number four, it says, lift up thine eyes round about and see. In other words, God said, now you got to get up. Lift up means to go to higher ground. Go to high. Oh, God, I hear you. Go to higher ground in your spirituality, in your spiritual development. Go to higher ground. That's right. Go to higher ground. Lift up thine eyes. Oh, Holy Spirit. Somebody's got a vision. Somebody's got a vision. And they need to lift it up. Your eyes. Your eyes is your vision. Your vision. Your, the vision that you have is too low. God said you need to elevate that vision that God has given you. I don't know who the Lord is speaking to. I don't know if it's somebody here. I don't know if it's somebody out there in the community. I have no idea. But I know God is saying the vision that he's given you, you're going to have to elevate it because you're thinking too low. He says, lift up. Once you lift up your vision, then he says in his word, everything around about you, then he says, you, that, that's when you see. See, right now we're too low. We can't see. We got too many things blocking our way. We can't see. But God said, it's got to be elevated. Oh, Jesus. Is this good? Y'all eating. Y'all receiving from the Holy Spirit. Where's your vision? Somebody got some visions that God has given them. God said, you're thinking too low. You're thinking that you got to do it within you. No, you ain't got to do it within you. You do it through the Father. You do it through the Father. He said, once you do it through the Father, because see, too many folk are trying to do it through themselves, and it doesn't work. When you do it through the Father, he said, then you can see. God, have mercy. Help me, Holy Spirit. And then he says, he says, in verse 4, he says, all they gather themselves together. Look what he said they're going to do. They come to thee. You got the answer. You have the answer that the world needs. He says, thy son shall come from far, and thy daughter shall be nursed at thy side. And then verse number 5 says, then thou shalt see and flow together. Once they come, you got to learn to flow together. Can't get jealous. You got to be able to flow together. And then he says, and thine heart shall fear and be enlarged. Because the abundance of the sea shall be converted unto thee. Now, that word sea, that means people. The abundance of people will be converted. And then he says, the forces of the Gentiles shall come unto thee. Let me tell you something. Everybody in this place, and even those that we're ministering to, you have people that has been assigned to your life. You have people that have been assigned to your life. And may, just maybe the reason why they have not showed up is because we have been in a place of slumberness. I'm talking about the body of Christ. You're supposed to be able to draw. You're an agent changer. You're salt. 
You're the light of the world. And then let's drop down now to verse number 18. Mm. Look at verse number 18. Verse number 18 says this. And we think this will never happen. But it will. Violence shall no more be heard in thy land. Wasting nor destruction within thy borders. But look at that next word that says, but, but cancels out everything else. But then it says, but thou shalt call thy walls, your petitions, salvation. <laughs> and then it says, and thy gates praise. That's powerful. That's powerful right there. Your walls will be called salvation. Why? Because you're carrying the gospel. And it says your gates praise. When, when the gate, God says in his word, uh, lift up thy head, O ye gates. So you are a gate. You got to look at the word and see what the word is saying. He said your gates is going to be praised. Why? Because they're going to be drawn to your light. They're going to be converted because you have the answer. You have the antidote that every believer needs, non-believer. And those believers that still loathe, you have the antidote. You have the answer. So God says, be ready. Be ready. Be ready. Be ready. Be ready for the influx of the multitude that's coming your way. Be ready. Be ready. Be ready because they're coming. Individually or corporately, he says, be ready because they're coming. So it's time for us to shine. Time for the church. It's time for every believer to begin to shine. We got to shine, y'all. We got to shine. It's important that we shine. Say, let your light so shine. That people may see your good works. And then they're going to glorify the Father which is in heaven. Do it God's way. And be ready. Be ready. Now let's give God a hand clap of praise for his word. Amen. He says to be ready. Amen. Be ready. Be ready. Be ready. Be ready. Be ready. Be ready. If they showed up, if they showed up at your door, would you have an answer? Would you have an answer to give them? Would you have the